Hello, future people. And welcome to the wrap-up session of the Oxford TVD RPG. God, I'm going to cry already. Uh, we'll see. This is the session oh. where we get to yell at, at uh, Kung Fu Panzer. Yeah, you get to yell at me. The evil overlord. Yep. For all the shit that he put us through. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't yelling at him before this? Yeah. Okay, okay, so... Time out. We're not, we weren't yelling at him... No, that's 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 not a lie. That that's, that is a lie. Um, I, I I yelled at him a lot. I speak from personal experience. <laughs> yeah, you did. So I think right, just so as a quick roll call, we have Cal, we have uh, Foss, we have Kai, we have Kato, and we have Randall and myself, Kung Fu Panzer. We've got a, yeah. not, not Randall, but that's cool. Ale, yes, you are Ale. I stopped being Randall. Remember? Yes, you have stopped being artist. Randall. I'm the artist formerly known as Randall. <laughs> the artist formerly known as Randall. Oh, Jesus. Dead. <laughs> I'm the ex doctor. So. Yeah. I am. I am. Sometime I'm grumbling. Same. I am the <laughs> once and future lizard. Once and future lizard king. Yeah, we, we do not have our cat tonight. We don't have a cat. I, mean, I might be playing a yeah. lizard in the next campaign. I don't know. I have two cough possible concepts. <laughs> so. When are we going to reveal? about the next campaign when i am ready that's fair that's fair. <laughs> so all right uh this is kind of just going to go back and forth questions and discussion so whoever wants to jump off they can that's question the number one hey what the fuck man <laughs> uh, <laughs> i mean fair at the same time please elaborate yeah, please elaborate. Right. Uh, the the question is slightly vague. Fair enough. <laughs> Very <right>. open ended. <laughs> Fair enough. So, I have a few questions. Uh, my first: Who was your favorite NPC aside from Theo? Ooh. Aside from Theo? Yeah, I think Sergeant Bell. Yay! He my was boy. he was a joy to play. He's a sweet boy. But also. Jericho. Yes. Yeah. That's really fair. Yeah, that's extremely fair. Like, both of them were just a really <laughs> fun to embody and deliver lines with. And they would totally not get along. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. Opposite personalities. Uh, ooh, a few other questions. While we're, while we're surfing on the Theo train, is Theo a Time Lord? Yes. Yes, important. Absolutely, yes. So I think who was he? So I think it's better to ask who was the Zodiac. He was. One of my questions. Yeah, we have who was the Zodiac and were the Zodiac we didn't meet. So is Theo part of the Zodiac? You met every person in the Zodiac. Oh shit! So okay. In order. not order of meeting, but in order of kind of like the order of the race. Uh, back to Chinese mythology. The rat was Ainsley. Yes! Wait, wait. Are we going by order of regeneration or uh, so order of the Zodiac? If you want to go order of regeneration, it's a little wonky. Yeah. So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> order because that's how I have it written in my conspiracy board. So like that would be really helpful. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, the regeneration order, the only thing I've really had solid was that it started with the dog. 
So, yeah, so Rat Ainsley. The Ox Tarjak. That one was pretty obvious. Yeah. 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 Gee, never would have guessed. The Tiger was Jericho. Yes! Ah. Thought so. Fuck yeah. Uh, The Rabbit was Ali. Yeah. The Dragon was Chairman Reston. Or the Zodiac. Mm Mm-hmm. The snake was the professor. No, that makes sense. Yeah, makes she sense. definitely was a snake. Also, she had a literal caduceus on her coat. Fuck yeah. I should have written that down. Which has snakes on it. I know. Uh, the horse was Kieran Yuna, the pop star. Oh. Huh. No way. I thought she was a good guy. She was. She was. <laughs> So I, I kind of I'll go through each of them as like how they fit in, but I just want to go through the list. Uh, the sheep or the ram was the walker. Fucker. The monkey was Theo. Oh, that makes so much fucking sense. That, that makes sense. That really does. That little fucking monkey. The trickster, the kind of jerk. Uh, the rooster was Dawnbreaker Atlas. Yeah. The dog was the prisoner. Sure was. And the pig was Montgomery Gold. That fucking bitch. Oh, good old gold. Alright, so I guess I got I got right. I'm proud of myself. So walk us through that regeneration process, because we uh I know at least that the prisoner was uh number Number one. Prisoner was uh, number one? Yep. You told me you told me they were number two, but okay. Yeah, because I'm a liar. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you absolute piece of garbage. Let me, let me just take a tangent here and talk about how uh, Mitch and I came to me, me ending up playing both the hero and the villain of this story. Yeah, that was fun. I played the Doctor and then I played the Zodiac without even fucking knowing it. That was so fucking good. So, I uh, both of them. Yeah, so my doctor uh, got shot and started to regenerate back in August. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the in the many many millennia between then and now, and last episode specifically, uh, it was it was quite near the end. It was like a couple weeks before we actually had the game. I had the idea of wait a minute. What if Cato was the next doctor? Because it did line up with Tilda kind of semi-betraying the party. He didn't yeah. betray us. She was just following orders, but that doesn't make it less shitty that she killed the doctor. She was following orders. She just didn't know what was happening. My baby unit girl. Yeah, all right. So, uh, regenerating doctor, we had the idea for... Uh, Cater to be the next doc, and I was like, hmm, what am I going to do then? And uh, so the options were presented to me that either I could play a a story-relevant, I could take over a story-relevant NPC that that Mitch had that that hadn't been introduced yet, or I could have my own character and sort of stick him in there. And I figured it'd be better to be someone that, is involved with the story rather than being a character that never gets their own story arc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a lot so, of fun. Yeah. 
So I think uh, to explain a little bit of how the Zodiac works, uh, yeah. so Sheng Zhao was the second regeneration. So the Chairman Reston, the uh, Asian presenting <laughs> one. And he had figured out how to forcibly split his regenerations out from himself. Okay. So he did not regenerate. He created new beings that were his regenerations. Okay. So he ostensibly became all these people at the same time. Yes. As opposed to one after the other. Exactly. Would that mean that if he got shot, he wouldn't regenerate? No. But, okay, how did the prisoner come into being if he was the first and Chairman, Chairman Zhao was the second? So The prisoner used they, them, by the way. Yes, the prisoner was they, them. Uh, so Sorry, yeah. The kind of accidental part of that process was recreating the former regeneration. Oh, okay, fair enough, makes sense. So, uh, kind of tying into that Time Lord rule of 12. Yep. They were all 12. Technically, it's rule of 13, but... I mean, nah, 12 fit my narrative. <laughs> that That's really fair. And frankly, we can... Fucking, we can just say that there was, like, another one that died or something. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the, uh... I don't know. What's a what's a stupid, dumb animal? I mean, the, the cat actually is deliberately yeah. missed out on the race. The cat died. There we go. So the cat yeah, died. sure. Uh, yeah, so... Well, 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 so, and I, I think, like, like, the main thing I wanted to get across with the Zodiac was that this is what happens when the Doctor doesn't have morality. Mm, that's incredibly... That makes sense. Because, like, each of the incarnations believed that they were making good change. That they were obtaining peace through any means. Mm -hmm. So for someone like Ainsley, it was peace through the fact that if everyone is a Cyberman, no one can fight each other. Fair enough. Fair. That does technically work. And, I mean, I approve. <laughs> and, but like, whereas Gold believed that if you had the the wealth, if you had all of the resources, you can force peace. While also being utterly, utterly, utterly disgusting. Yeah, he was a terrible, terrible man. But he, he had terrible. created a world that was coveted, wanted, and war-free. Fair. And that attracted millions and millions and billions of people. So I think, yeah, each of them I gave a tagline of... um. Peace through X. Wow. So, like, uh, Ainsley was peace through unity. Tarjak was peace through fear. Uh, uh, Jericho was peace through strength. Uh, the rabbit was peace through equality. He wanted to rip everyone down to the same level by stealing all their shit. <laughs> That's, that might be the most valid. Eat the rich, everybody. That's... That's your message from Ox Crew TBD RPG. Yeah. Eat the rich. Eat uh, the rich. Uh, the chairman was peace through power, so political power. Okay. Uh, the, the professor was peace through control. She believed that she had control of medicine and medical facilities. She could decide who lived and who died, and who 
basically maintained control through that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kira Nuna believe was peace through love. Aww. So she was constantly so trying to, that's why she was at so many like unity concerts and that kind of stuff yep. to try Makes and sense. make everyone not fight. That way she was a She's the good one. She was the good one. She also did kind of lean on the hypnotism abilities mm-hmm. to maybe True. force that a bit. She did do a little bit of mind control, but only an itty bit. Necessary. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the walker was peace through personal happiness. Hmm. But mm. fake personal happiness. Uh, in his opinion, it wasn't fake. It was fake. In his Fuck opinion, it wasn't. No, no, question, question, yes. question for, for our lovely lizard, Fezza. Was it fake while it was happening to Fezza? No, no, it wasn't. Exactly. Hence, Fezza would argue. Fezza would have arguments with that man. Long philosophical <laughs> arguments. Mm. Okay, um, I, I have a question for Mitch to do with the walker. Yes. Were you expecting Virgil to just sit down and not go anywhere? No. There was a whole small plot line for Virgil that we didn't touch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I broke I, stuff. I actually, on a similar vein, uh, did you have any story arcs that got scrapped or majorly revamped yeah. uh, because uh, of player uh, actions or because of your own changing shit? Yes. And so, what, I, what were they? I had two major episodes plotted out that we didn't get to. Mm. Uh, one was because you didn't go back to Earth. If you had gone back to Earth, I had a whole episode with the Autons, who I really like as a villain. Ooh, those guys. Uh, I was was thinking of doing something with, like, 3D printing Autons. Oh, Oh, I fucking love it. That would have been awesome. Uh, And that would have been more into uh, Jericho. Fucking email Chris Chibnall. That's a good idea. (laughs) Um, The other one was, uh, and I had a name for it as well. Was um, Echoes of You. That sounds interesting and ominous. So that was going to be uh, the confession doll that was get- sent to you by Jenny would have activated. Ooh. Giving you a place and a time. And it would have been a world that had been decimated by a nuclear war. So a complete fallout. And you would have found that there are traces of some people alive underground that you can potentially save. And at the end, you would have found out that this was a place that the doctor had already saved. Oh, come on. Ooh, that's a gut punch. Well, then what, who were the people underground? The doctor saved them once and then they killed each other again. Oh, okay. It was uh, an episode to highlight the fleeting nature of the doctor. Yeah. And the uh, and that was what Jenny's issue was that the doctor always leaves. The doctor doesn't actually fix anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's a one and done kind of deal. Yeah. Except for Earth. Except for Earth. Except for Earth. Earth. Always hanging around Earth. Earth is protected. Uh, Other other questions. Yes. Uh, This is a bit of a quick one, maybe. Who was Randall's roommate? Oh, so um, Arnie V was a storyline I never really got to because it didn't fit. Uh, a horrible serial killer. What? Uh, on the run from the Shadow Proclamation. Jesus. Wow, Randall, you yeah. lived. 
Speaking uh, of, I don't I, think we, I don't sorry. think we ever really covered Randall's roommate in. Uh, not not in game, not in the podcast. It was only in the thing. So um, Arnie V yes. was a moniker. Uh, he was actually known as the Carnivore. Oh, yeah. Speak, speaking of uh, things that weren't in the podcast, the episode one recap is finished, and it I is. will see oh. about getting it out there. I finished that last night at about 2 a.m. There you go, buddy. Exciting. It, it, I will get the link off you, and I will tweet it's, it. Yeah. It, well, I mean, it's a it's a Google Doc, so I would rather we. I'll, I'll put it. it I'll away. publish it somewhere else. That's all good. Thank you, because my Google account has my last name on it. Yes. So. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So, I think uh, kind of finishing on the the different ones. Yeah. So we had um, uh, blah, 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 blah. peace through personal happiness. What about we had Theo. There was Theo. peace through secrets. <sighs> Makes sense. Really? So if well, he ha- if he knew everyone's secrets, he was a political manipulator. Oh, I liked him right. so much. That's so sad. If he, if he knew everybody's secrets, he could basically use it against them to keep the peace. Exactly. He was a, an expert at blackmail. Yeah. <laughs> blackmail. Uh, the Dawnbreaker was peace through conquest. Yep. Uh, the dog was peace through hard work. And the only one of them who didn't really kind of go with it. Hence, Hence being in prison for centuries. Yeah. And, and gold was peace through wealth. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it's important to know that two, two of the 12, three technically if you count the dog, weren't active collaborators. One being Theo, the other being Ainsley. Yeah, I remember Tarjak didn't like Ainsley. Yeah, Ainsley and, and um, Theo both actively worked against the dragon. Oh. Hmm, nice. Oh. Mostly because Ainsley... I still Ainsley, hate Ainsley. Yeah, mostly because Ainsley was like, I can abandon this body and become an AI. Uh, this is fine. Hmm. I mean... I liked Ainsley. Ainsley stop making him relatable. Kind of a goal. <laughs> Don't make me like him. I don't like him. I liked Ainsley. I, 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 I did too. Hologram is a bitch, and I'm glad I drew the Doctor punching him as my first piece of art for this game, and I will oh, never not be glad. It was great. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of Ainsley and the place that we met him, we met someone else in that place. You did. Our lovely, lovely later traitorous uh, soldier girl. Yes. There, there's a question written in here. I'm just going to take the initiative and okay. ask it. What exactly was the experiment that got Tilda to us? And yeah. what was it supposed to do? Uh, so, uh, the experiment that Tilda was uh, a test subject on was a precursor to Project Indigo. Uh, using the same technology. And it was a teleporter. And basically using the like, canonical thing of it goes where you want it to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Tilda's hope and dream working at unit was to meet the doctor. Yeah. How, how was that teleporter uh, started? Cause wasn't the, in Canon, wasn't the tech, uh, God, wasn't the teleporter tech kind of like stolen from the Centaurans? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like totally different timeline. The, fucking 
did the Centauran thing like happen earlier or at a different time? It would have come from Jericho. It came from Jericho. Uh, like Jericho yeah. was a fucking time lord, really. Yeah, Jericho was a time lord who specialized. An yeah, extremely genetically spliced time lord. Oh yeah, so much self <laughs> self <laughs> improvement. Yeah. Hey, uh, here, here, here's a quick question. Yes. If, uh, this question that was because. If I had somehow been able to get in, like, a really good scan of multiple Zodiac members, would I have been able to get, like, a hint at them being the same person? Yes. yes. Damn it. But uh, it was a thing <laughs> that they were all very, very strongly shielded. Oh, yeah. I, I could think, I figured that. I figured that would be a very hard thing to do. Like, you know, spends all the story points, rolls 20 dice. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah. yeah. That's a level of story points on par with, like, God, with, like, some of my last stuff. Because yeah. when the Doctor died, uh, I was out of story points completely. The best place to be when yeah. you die. I, mm-hmm. I spent so many story points at the end there. You did. Including uh-huh. everybody else's. <laughs> we wanted... Loved you. I, I wanted... That's a question. That's a question that I had. Mm-hmm. That thing with Randall was literally just a spur of the moment at the very end there, right? Yeah. I, I asked you in, in private chat while the game was happening. That, was, that wasn't something we had planned. Mm-hmm. Talking about things that changed the way you expected them to go, was that one of them? Oh, incredibly, yeah. So I was expecting you guys... You guys had to somehow manage to destroy that TARDIS. Whether it be drain the energy out of it or throw it into a sun. Whatever you wanted to do. But you had to figure out how to disable this fusing of timelines. And much like the Paradox Machine, it was all about this TARDIS. Okay. But I very much enjoyed you entering the TARDIS consciousness and dying. It was great. Yes. It definitely fit. It definitely fit. Mm. He, he, he would not have been himself mm. after mm. that point. Um, so. In a slightly linked to that question, <clears throat> had the Doctor attempted to save like the memories of the remaining... <laughs> party members mm. would that ha- would it have been able to like the doctor do that but still have the timeline switch so that randall didn't die and like tilda had her life or would it have been like that so, so that point was a kind of it fractured the timeline so yeah. if the doctor tried to save you guys it was possible but it would have been from that point on randall dead tilda gone yeah um, Karma missing a hand. Oh yeah, shit! Like yeah, that did happen. So yeah. I think uh, I, I can't speak for Kato that the alternative of never have been corrupted and living your own life may have been better. Yeah, like I would argue this ending is definitely, arguably better, at least for like it's, definitely for Tilda and Randall. It was a somber in it, ending. Yeah, it was. Somber. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Because I mean, we 
like this sort of to sort of pop my own little opinion into there the where the timeline reverted to it's a somber time in the doctor's life the doctor has just lost someone so profoundly that he literally cannot remember uh the fine details of her and he doesn't get that back until he's about to regenerate in canon yeah doctor's been through some shit Oh, yeah. Because yeah, it's post Clara pre built. Oh, Doctor's having some memory problems at the mo- in that particular point in time. And he... Yeah. Mm. he doesn't even fucking know about this one. Oh, one thing I do want to uh, talk about is the way that Theo interacted with the Doctor. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, so, what I was trying to set up was a kind of River Song thing, mm-hmm. except he's a fucking liar. So they had never met before. (laughs) You son of a bitch. And he was playing on your relationship with River, because he knew that, because he's a political manipulator, he knows everything. Also, a very powerful telepath. Like, not a a fortune teller, just a very powerful telepath. So he used what we were thinking to manipulate the future he told us. Yes. Yeah, because the futures weren't even super futures. They were more like, here's what's going on and here's what I... Like, if you actually listen to them, mm-hmm. they're not super future predicty, other than the hinting at the Zodiac, which obviously we know how he knew about that. I mean, it's, it's less like a future prediction and more like a tarot reading where, like, the... Mm-hmm reader fucking hears what's yeah. going on about your life and uses that as a guideline. Yeah, it's more, yeah, that's more accurate. Yeah, uh, it, it's a, a manipulation rather than a special ability. Yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah, his his presence and um, convince was 18. Jesus. <laughs> Bloody hell. But every that other skill was cool. garbage. Oh, so we could have decked him. <laughs> you punch him, man. He shatters like glass. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I think I have his stats here. Give me a sec. <laughs> I need to check this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ooh, can, I talk, can I talk about my character concepts that came before the Doctor? Uh, if you like. Okay, so when we first conceptualized this game, we weren't sure who was going to be the Doctor. Mm-hmm. And I think at one point, I think... Uh, didn't I... Foss, didn't I talk to you about, like, do you want to be the doctor? It was, yeah, it was discussed. It was between the two of us at, at the <laughs> I end I would have been such a different doctor, my brother. You would have been. Oh, that would have been weird, Foss doctor. Oh, I would have okay, been, I need, been the Amy Dallin type of doctor. We need to play a whole new arc just to have Dr. Foss. <laughs> no, I yes. can't handle the responsibility, I die. Alright, so, a uh, couple of concepts. I, my... First, my earliest concept that I can think of that was uh, fleshed out more than just a sentence was the idea of a Silurian warrior woman, uh, like a member of the warrior class, having to come to terms with the sort of like the the non-activity of her race and the the, the peaceful lifestyle the doctor uh, leads. You know, like like based loosely on the two Silurian uh, warrior women we saw in uh, in the Hungry Earth and Cold Blood. Mm-hmm. 
like very sneering looking down upon uh the apes mm. that would have been fun yeah. That would have been fun, and I would have been so down. Uh, so I have a, I have a question for you guys. Oh no! Yeah, but go on. Uh, favorite episode. Oh. The finale. The finale. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. So, I, I, episode number two. Number two, the edge. Mm. That was a really fun Randall, one. That was a good one. becomes. Cyberman. <laughs> that was the moment where that episode I was like, oh, Mitch is a fucking bitch and I love him. Fair enough. I, think that I, I just, like, either the finale or did we just stop? Because Ooh. that one, uh, specifically the beginning, had one of the most beautiful moments I think ever. That scene, fun fact, the scene where the Doctor and Karma are sitting, uh, on the edge of the TARDIS looking out on the birth of the universe was originally intended to prop to maybe happen with uh, Tilda. Mm-hmm. But then uh, I think maybe Kato was like late that day or something. I don't actually remember, but it just, it worked much better for karma to be there. And the doctor hadn't really had much of a moment with karma. And mm-hmm. this, uh, I like I had this idea and was just like, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I I really like that moment. I re- I really liked. Did we just stop? Because it, it let me just be like, oh hey, here's a here's some sneaky plot. Whilst you try and deal with this, and we also had the river hologram. Mm. Uh, yeah, that was fun. River was great. <laughs> yes, Hollow River was very nice, and. Uh, and yeah, actually, uh, Sin and I got to recreate that scene when we met each other at Gen Con mm. this past year. <laughs> it was good fun. Cool. Yeah. All right, so, Foss? I, have... I don't know. I love no, them. No, don't lie. You no. love the episodes with William. Okay, yes. Okay, fine, fine, fine. I feel like a bad person, but I fucking love them episodes. <laughs> I feel like a dick because those were like feather focused, and I feel like a jerk. But that's I love, fine. I love oh, come on, no, they were fantastic River. episodes. And I love um, the first episode we met Theo. I loved that one too. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, in you know, hindsight, I didn't realize he was an asshole. Yes, but... an enormous <laughs> one. Uh, can I? A lovable asshole. I want to. I'm mad at him. So. For me, I don't really have, like, a favorite episode. I have favorite scenes from different episodes. Okay, yeah. But I don't have, like, a specific favorite episode because I just love them all. But I think my most favorite scene that comes to mind is the one where I phase through the TARDIS doors. Yeah. After putting the bomb in the volcano. That was fun. (laughs) That was was real fun. That was was the first proper look. My phasing powers. Do we want to talk about that? God, that was the first near baked potato experience. Yes. Yes. So, for Virgil, uh, I kind of made up my own little merit, which was Sontaran ancestry. Yep. And this was tied into the fact that Sontarans didn't exist, Mm -hmm. they had been forcibly erased. So, Virgil was in this kind of state of slowly disappearing. Right, because there was no, the war didn't happen. The war never happened. Yeah. Right, makes sense. Yes, I'm with it. So he could tap into this, and this uh, was 
there was a finite amount of times you could do this. Mm-hmm. You didn't know that, nope. but there was a finite amount of times that you could have done this. Oof. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. There was a number. I was keeping track. I think I guess, he was two off. Yeah, Jesus, I think I was. I guess that's like a. I guess that's like a season two to never come arc. Mm. The getting our boy back from oblivion yeah. arc. And I, I think I, I was no, very clear it with happened now because everything got fixed. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, so it was tapping into that lack of existence to temporarily not exist yep and i I did the same thing with um randall because i told ale at the start of like cool this is a thing that's happened if you lean into it this is the outcome and ale was like i am so down to clown with this that's right this man was down to cyber clown down to cyber clown the whole time (laughs) and i really enjoyed each moment of slowly deepening the cyberness uh-huh. Yeah, it wasn't all at once, and that was really cool. And it was never non-consensual. Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. fuck. I, dude, I was, like, more up for it than... Except the very beginning. The very beginning was non-consensual, but that was because you made a deal with another person. Mm, but that was... Somehow. Exactly. But I, yeah, I think as far as... Uh, Kato, do you have a favorite episode, if you are there? really shitty um the the episodes with jenny were really good yeah so that's so uh deep pockets deeper morals is probably my favorite Mm. because we introduced theo we introduced gold and we had jenny and i think that was a really like it felt a lot like doctor who Mm. yeah 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 that, yeah. that seems like something they would do in this new series. Maybe not with Jenny, because Chibnall is trying to move away from previous stuff. But, like, the whole, look at this bad capitalist man. He mm. bad. He bad. Kill. We should kill his, his, his evil plan and make him go dead. Yeah. Though you didn't really give him any comeuppance. You kind of just left. We destroyed his mind control uh, drug. I... I had some real issues at the end of the episode and yeah. with like the way it was played. Cause I mean, it was played fucking amazingly. It was like character issues. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the end of like this, there was no, the scenario was too hard to win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. wanted, I was trying to force a tough choice. We, yeah. we, we had, that was tough. It wasn't even forced a tough choice. We killed that fucking butterfly, man. Yeah. The moth. We killed the her. Moth got fucked. And at that point, I was like, this is what we need to do. And I think we can do this. And then Jenny just went bang, bang, fucking moth dead. Yeah. And yeah, but. Like, inside, I died. A little I bit mean, that's point. incredibly good. Really think about it. Died. Okay, so sl- slight. Uh, there, d- I'm going to try and say this without spoiling everything, but there is a moment uh, in the new season of Doctor Who that is that reflects this very similarly, mm. where uh, the Doctor, there, there's a creature that mm. is doing a lot of harm, but is an innocent creature, and the Doctor wants to spare it, but then a character a character in the show literally pulls a gun and shoots it. 
Yeah. Yeah. That happens. But I think um, outside of Deep Deep Pockets, Deeper Morals, because Kata picked that one, I was a huge fan of Grow Numb. Yeah. Because it was a really fun kind of dig at character concept. Yeah. Especially Mm. the scenes with the Doctor. Mm. (laughs) Where it was that slow, like, figuring out of you just you're just someone who likes danger and saving people yeah that is kind of in the doctor's whole spiel like you you, who you are is someone that puts out fires yeah truly i mean the doctor tries to deny it like no that's not me i'm just traveling around (laughs) real doctor we all yeah and that like that a big part of what I was trying to do with the narrative was explore who the doctor is as a person rather than as like this big mythical creature. Thank you. I, I will say it's time to get preachy here. Yay. Uh, I take issue with Stephen Moffat's era of making the doctor, the center of the universe, this big uh, monolithic feature, mm. this, this Titan who, has like walked among the stars and blah blah blah, rather than just a goofball in a box who happens to save people. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to yeah, I was trying goofball to hone in on Yeah, goofball in a box <laughs> is perfect. I was trying to hone in the um on the nine ten style. Yeah, the Russell T. Davies era. Yeah. Which you fantastically did. And I'm very happy with it. Thank you. Can I not to like totally swerve in a different direction but let me just go ahead and jerk the wheel in a different direction go ahead uh (laughs) do you mind if i pop back in and talk about my uh second major character concept slash backup concept yeah go ahead Uh, and and this was this was very tentative for this game simply because i didn't want to step on any cybernetically enhanced toes with Mm -hmm. this concept You'll see why in a moment. Yeah, this is the one you told me about, isn't it? Yeah. It was originally conceptualized back at the beginning of the game. So I had the idea for, uh, like, a Cyberman who would come to realize what the fuck it is and who hates that and is trying their best to, like, avoid that and, like, hides that they're a Cyberman. The original concept had maybe, like, the handles sawed off and they wear, like, a big... Like, a big sort of cloak thing so you can't see it. And that that concept slowly but surely evolved into one that I had when things were looking sticky for the Doctor uh, named Delta, who was... Uh, began life as a medic in some far future human army and ended up fighting in the Tiberian Spiral Galaxy War and was converted and uh, somehow managed to get out of there and some some centuries later came to realize uh, what they were and from there, like became this wanderer unable to die yet not want really wanting to live uh breaking down and searching for spare parts by the time uh the party would have met him actually uh one of the rare times i would have played a man uh by the time the party would have met him 
he sort of the vignette you would have seen would be like a cloaked figure with a single skeletal black cybernetic arm, think like Luke from the new Star Wars, sticking out of these sort of robes, which was also kind of my way of throwing y'all off from the whole Cyberman trail, because if he never revealed it, you'd assume when he said he was a cybernetically enhanced biological organism, you'd look at that arm and go, oh yeah. And uh, not not assume that the rest is metal as well. Mm. Would have been fun. Yep. But as you can see, that that I mean, I didn't really want to bring another cyber boy into the mix, mm-hmm. and also <laughs> I just I don't know. Okay, so uh, another question I have is: Would you have liked anything to have gone differently? Like, do you have a moment that you wish you'd done something else? No. As Randall, I loved every fucking second of it. Because Hashtag no regrets. I will seriously because it was like, yes, it was. I I got to say this is what I want to do, and yes, I want to make Randall more Cybermany, which was great. But also the fact that, like, all right, I got thrown into the thingy at the start there, and that wasn't. I still loved it. I still thought it was great. It was character development. It was different to how I saw it going, which is what I love about games like this. There was no, I have a preconception about what I want him to do. And this is how it's going to go the whole way through because within, you know, two episodes that wasn't happening anymore. And I love that. That was brilliant. So no, I would do everything exactly the same. Maybe kill more of those things that we killed when they took over. Just because, just because that would just make everyone upset. <laughs> and that's just your goal, isn't it? Just upset everyone. Always do the bad idea, everybody. Yeah. Always, Always do the bad do idea. The bad idea. Uh, I, said, I said that to some of the guys in another group and they were like, "What? why? And I'm like, I- I'll explain one day. I'll explain, maybe. <laughs> Will I explain later? Who knows? <laughs> that that is a thing. Is um uh one of the big inspirations for me for the game was Vast. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. I feel that. Oh I yeah. That. Yeah, I got I got real Vasty vibes from certain bits. I'm fine with. I love I love Vast. Yeah, more than and that. it was it was a lot about trying to like um make your choices matter. Mm. Yeah. And make consequences matter. Oh yeah. Oh, you mean like picking up a disc of of fucking Cyberman tech and jamming it on like an arm that got blown off? Yeah, and yeah, having that no actually do something. Yeah, yeah, sure. I like that. Just, See, God, just slap matter. it on like a nicotine patch. <laughs> That's it. That's exactly right. It'll work. It's fine. Yeah, like it, it was really fun. I think um, a big part of why that all worked, and it's one thing I really appreciate from you guys as players, uh, is that you trusted me to kind of go with your characters and when things happened you were just like cool this is i i understand why this has happened and you just went yeah, went forward with it i made that bed i will now sleep yeah there. yep so it Pretty kind much. of that trust from both both sides of the table was very much appreciated oh uh, from our end too dude like you, you gave us that freedom to do really whatever the fuck we wanted I mean- within the world and the episodes that you created, you were like, here's the playground, enjoy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and we 
we did. Let's be honest. We oh really yeah. Did. Oh yeah, so much. I think you did like make a really good job of that sort of like not railroading us and railroading us at the same time of sort of being like, you have gone to this place. That's that's a thing that's happened. Now go. Follow your dreams. <laughs> go be crazy. Have fun. Yeah, pretty much. Have fun, babe. Yeah. Yeah, I did I did particularly love you really indulged my sort of thing for scene writing. Because yeah. I I wrote a lot of scenes for the doctor. Uh, just I, like I'd get an idea and I would be like, hey, so I have an idea of something that could happen if you're cool with it. And without a doubt, you were always just, yeah, totally. We can work that in. Well, I think um, one of the big things about Doctor Who is that campy over the top scenes are always there. Hell yeah. Yep. And if you lose that, you kind of lose part of Doctor Who. Yeah, you lose part of the essence. Yeah. True. So I did try to lean into the campiness, into like, especially like when I had like one of my favorite conversations was the Doctor and Jericho, uh, yeah. where we had this really God. intense, <laughs> overblown discussion on like identity and what who you are and what all that means, and that was super fun. That was a good one. Oh yeah, and it's just like that one where Jericho was basically like, "You're wrong." I my favorite part was calling the doctor calling the doctor a coward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. frankly, as a char- yeah. as a character and as a player, that made my blood boil in the best kind of way. Mm. Yeah, it was so angry, so tasty. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You, you lived on our tears for a while, didn't you? Oh. It sustained you. So, but it's like, uh, it's, it's a really hard thing to be like, because I, I want to break your hearts. I want to do that. It, it wouldn't be Doctor Who if you didn't. Yeah, but I also want you guys to have really great successes. Mm-hmm. So it's you, I wanted the successes to hit home, but I also wanted the failures to hit home. You did a really oh, good yeah. job. Yeah, that happened. That yeah. 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 Well, I think... Oh. Like when we could not save the oh fuck what was her name with the with the professor Verna. yeah with Verna so we could not her. that was a, like that goes my little heart again Verna was really fun fucking ow so the the fun part was ow uh it was Verna's job to separate you from the TARDIS so the doctor so the professor could steal it. Yeah, that's fair enough. And unfortunately, the professor didn't have enough time. Good. <laughs> Otherwise, we would have had a situation like what we have at the moment on TV. Yeah. Well, at least the part um, I'm up to. I'm not caught up on the, <laughs> at the moment, yeah, so... Me either. I've been too busy. No, neither am I. The, yeah, uh, I need to, I'm I'm to, need to watch the so latest one. Keep trying to find, like, get ourselves together. I'm caught up. And I'm not going to spoil it. Thank you. Good. Thank you. Cool. I appreciate. Would you like? Would you want some? Do you want me to break your heart a little about Verna? Fuck yeah. yeah. I mean, why the fuck not do so, it? Okay. So, Verna is a was a really fun concept. Uh, when Ellie kind of came to me, she's like, "I want someone who is an Ood but has been isolated from other Ood." Aww. And the way that I played with that was that uh, Verna's brainwaves were on a kind of different level to 
all of the other ood in yep. on the planet. So it's it's like that one whale that uh, that ocean scientists found that uh, its song is a different uh, frequency than other whales for some reason, and so it's been dubbed the loneliest whale in the world. Yeah, it's exactly like that, and so Verna was completely rejected. But that was essentially a birth defect that was bred into Verna deliberately. <gasps> it was deliberate. Yes. Oh. And that was that not, not... The Verna you met was not the first Verna. Oh. What? Verna was considered a replaceable resource by the professor. And that's why the, the professor had no issues at all with killing her. Killing her. Yeah, because she'll just make another one. That's right, and there was no hesitation. Mm. Um, Verna was also a fairly powerful telepath. My girl. Uh, though she tended not to abuse that power. Unlike some people, glare that fight burns. <laughs> Look. <laughs> I love him. He's great. I love him too. He's a bastard trash he's, man, and I love him. He's a garbage him. boy. <laughs> he's garbage boy garbage stink man. man belongs in the toilet. He does. Garbage boy stink man. Love that guy. I I, t- I loved him as a kind of deuteragonist because he was unintimidating. Mm-hmm. He was short, and he had like silly to, clothes. To some people. <laughs> but yeah, but and it's one of my like favorite villain tropes is that kind of. The lovely, happy evil. Mm, I do love that particular brand yeah, it's, of it's character. That, it's that uh, unassuming mm. nature. You're just like, oh, they're, they're soft and harmless. <laughs> you thought. Looks at Virgil. Yeah. Looks at I mean, Theo. I mean, we could have still decked him into the next century. Weren't you going to look at his stats, Mitch? Oh, yeah. Here, uh, 18 was his macro for Convince. How was he on, you know? Oh, he had, like, two strength, two coordination. Like, he was not... He had decent resolve. Hey, Feather has more coordination than Fear. Yeah. Uh, I can walk better. He he just had... Yeah, he had... His main things were craft and convince. I could beat him in a foot race. (laughs) Yes. He was... He's short, not... Doesn't run. Uh, But that wasn't the highest macro in the game. The highest yeah. macro was 19. Kieran. That, that was Kieran. Kieran's uh, mind, her, mind power? Her singing hypnotism was 19. Uh, yeah. Hence why she was very, very good at it. Uh, oh, man. So much fun. But no, yeah, like, uh, yeah, the thing I like about Theo is that we're this an old saying, I forget who said it, or what, it was from a book. It's like evil is at at its best not when it is uh, plotting, but when it is at a bar offering you a drink. Mm, I've heard that. Yes. <laughs> Very cool yeah, and thankfully, most of you were fairly suspicious of him. Oh yeah, oh, I wasn't. Uh, I think. I was suspicious of him. Feather was terrified of him. Like, yeah, fuck that guy. Pretty much. The doctor at, was so suspicious. At the end of every session where he was there, um, Tilda uh, Kato was like, "I was so close to shooting him." 
<laughs> I thought that fucker was the master the first time we met him. Good. That, that was intentional. Yeah. I think I should have shot him the last time we went. In character yeah, just because. Yeah, I know. Just because. It was great. God, that, that would have thrown things a whole different way. Also, and I was no longer fearful of the Doctor's retribution. Yes. So I think I want to talk about that with Tilda because it was so interesting. Tilda started with two major flaws. Mm-hmm. One was the obligation to unit. The other was the connection to the Doctor. Well, the other was follows orders. Oh, follows orders. Yes. Sorry, my bad. They were really, really fun to needle and push on. Mm-hmm. Because, Cal, your doctor tended to not explain. Yep. Yeah! Which Dude. was... That's that's definitely, I feel yeah. like, her number one flaw. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I really hate it when people don't have time to explain what they don't have time to explain. Yeah. It was super duper fun to kind of play on that. And as much, I am so thankful for Kato who just went along with my horrible treatment of Tilda. (laughs) Because it gave us one of the most like amazing moments of the whole show, which was that point where Tilda accidentally killed the doctor. Yep. Yep. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. it's the doctor's fault. It was the doctor's fault for jumping in the way. Yeah. The whole thing is the doctor's fault because, like you said, I had two traits that were in conflict between my loyalty to uh, Unit, which was essentially Jericho, and then my loyalty. Mm. Willingness to work for the doctor. And the doctor never, ever, like, was not very good at ever saying, was more like Private Patterson, I'm ordering you to do this. Yeah. It was- um, which cemented in Tilda's head the fact that they weren't friends, that the relationship was a, a professional one rather than a personal one. Um, so yeah. by the end, the Doctor could have won against Jericho because Jericho outranked the Doctor in unit. The only thing it came down to in the end was there was no way you could convince Tilda because you weren't friends. You weren't coming at it from that personal way because every time you interacted, you gave Tilda an order. You didn't ask her to do anything. Yeah, and see, I didn't, I, wa- I want to say, I, like, I wish I could say that this was, oh, this was my big plan to have character conflicts, but no, it was unintentional. It just sort of happened. I think that's that, what made like, it so good. It was organic. Yeah, what? that the doctor for once was using that unit connection to largely to make sure that you didn't go on a killing spree. Funny, I always saw it, saw it, like, I personally saw it as, like, the Doctor trying to, like, talk to Tilda on Tilda's, like, level of, like, okay, so you act all military, so I'm going to talk to you like military, so we can, like, bond and shit. I'm not saying that's what I think, but that's how it felt coming across to me. I suppose there was a bit of that as well, maybe. Mm. And it was really interesting because of the way that that relationship mostly didn't grow it shrunk yeah yeah no that's shrunk that's shrunk and what of like a really like a standout moment for me for tilda in the whole show outside of shooting and killing the doctor was the moment when uh the two were having a discussion and then tilda says but we're not friends doctor yeah and i'm like 
oh my god, I'm gonna die. I just, my heart just exploded. Same. Yeah, that fucked me up. <laughs> that ripped my little heart up. We weren't friends. That, but you weren't <laughs> friends. And it, and it was so interesting because the doctor always considers their companions their friends. Yeah, the doctor was kind of deluding herself there. And yeah. it was so fun to play with that as a concept. And I think, like, and I've had chats with Kato about this of, like, if I ever write Doctor Who episodes, mm-hmm. it's going to be about Tilda. Because I want to explore that of, like, a companion that is not a friend. Yeah. The companion is there for a job. I would ask Tilda, if, if Kato's cool with me asking, asking you a question. How um, Tilda felt relationship-wise to the other companions? Did Tilda just sort of be like, oh, they're just people who oh, were boy. there? Oh, boy. Did not have any, like, people who Tilda could have considered friends or nearly considered friends or didn't at all or wouldn't let her? Like, I want to know about my baby girl. So I know <laughs> all of the answers. So I'm yes. so excited for this. <laughs> do you remember when uh, Tilda asked you what you'd do if you weren't in the TARDIS? Uh-huh. Before, um... I do... Yeah, so Tilda was considering leaving and considering asking Fezza to come with her. Um, <gasps> and, like, oh my God. if Fezza had other stuff to go, like, to do. Fuck. And what Fezza would be like without the Doctor. Oh, do you know how much that would have meant to Fezza? Fuck, I ruined it. <laughs> Context. Fezza, like, thought, Fezza saw it as, like, you asking her almost for, like, advice. Like, she didn't fully get that, but she thought she was, you were sort of like, you know, if you had to, if you had to, because Feather at that point couldn't see herself without you guys. Like, couldn't, full stop. She was terrified of that. So she saw it as you being like, you know, it's like when people are like, you know, gun to your head, knife to your back. What would you do if you had to go somewhere else? And I'm like, I only know one other person. I know one person. <laughs> I think Tilda's read from that conversation was very much like it would be unfair for me to ask this person to come with me because she's so much happier here and I couldn't give her any of that so like I'm not going to ask her that is simultaneously valid but also like the happiness comes from the connection to people and so it's like true but also not true but also ah oh I would have loved to see how that conversation went (laughs) yeah very very valid reaction but also my feelings yeah, but Tilda also wasn't going to think that she was a good enough, like, swap for losing Virgil and Randall and the Doctor and Karma. Mm. Herself against all of them and, like, constantly finding herself wanting in all things. Um, mm. It's fairly obvious with Randall. She was just really, really scared and constantly watching him from, like, very early on. Yeah. Because of the amount of cyber tech. And she was waiting for him to slip up and try and murder someone and like a site particularly with the doctor and Fazer, who were the two she was closest to personally in the TARDIS she was like well I can't let him alone with any of them because if he goes myself forever so she was constantly trying to because she thought at any moment he could go mm-hmm. full Cyberman um. Um, which is why she made that decision at the end to be like Never go full Cyberman. Yeah, you've you've gone full Cyberman. <laughs> you've gone full Cyberman. <laughs> like you have to be taken care of now. There's no way I can leave it. Um, yeah, that totally, totally made sense to me. 
Yeah. Yeah, honestly, like, some of Tilda's acts were, like, so in character it was scary. Yeah. It helped that, like, I'd built up so much... Because I spent ages going, I don't want to shoot Randall, I don't want to shoot Randall, I don't want to shoot Randall, but also I'm really stressed. And Tilda did... Being... Okay, well, if he does anything else... Because for a while it was... Cybermen weapons. Mm. Then he's like... And then, like, that happened. And then she was like, okay, well, we can maybe, like... He's still in control, we can push it a bit further back, we can push it. And she was like... (laughs) More and more tense and more and more stressed because she was like, this is... um, Slowly getting worse. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I... Honestly, one of the reasons I kind of had the idea of... Like, aside aside from the whole narrative perfectness of of it all, of uh, Tilda shooting the doctor, uh, I kind of at that point had already thought that, like, if the doctor regenerates, I'm going to ask Kato about becoming the next doctor because your acting as Tilda was just so fantastic just the 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 breadth of your your character work is just stunning it is legitimately incredible agree and we see the results of that in the finale how amazingly complex you managed to make that character in the span of an episode would you like to know something cal yes so Tilda's slow descent was majority a problem with uh, the interactions with the Doctor. Mm-hmm. If you had taken Tilda aside and said, hey, I'm really proud of you, you're doing a great job, the entire thing would have gone completely different. Everything hurts. All you needed to do was do that once. You just had to tell her you loved her. Yeah, that's Dr. Flaw number two. <laughs> Was too was too worried about saving the universe to uh, save individuals. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like we Kate, trying to save each other. Kate and I had many conversations of just like, can the doctor just say good job once? No, <laughs> evidently no. not. <laughs> no, I, I really didn't set out to make Childa like who was going to turn on the team, I set out to be like, I was aiming for kind of a Donna place of of like joy and happiness that the Doctor can bring in their like best moments of like, look at how cool the universe is and also shit girl, you're actually really good and your contributions matter. Because like the secret Theo knew about Tilda was that she cheated on her exams to get into unit. So she's constantly felt like... She oh. wasn't good enough. And that's why she blames herself so much ooh, every ooh, time can- something goes wrong. Oh no! Fuck. Can, uh, on that note, can we go around and say what we each uh, had our secrets as? Oh yeah, you can. Oh wait, which bit was this? Uh, oh, yeah. so at the mind reading, you all had secrets. secrets. I, didn't, I feel like I remember not being able to think of one. I can't remember. Oh, okay, I'm trying to find them. Mine. I wasn't I'm there for that part. You weren't. Mm. Yeah. Mine, I molded over for a long, long while, and uh, I ended up going with that. So an idea popped into my head. 
what if the memory span of a time lord is only adapted to that 13 to that cycle of 13 what if the doctor's starting to forget oh fuck that would be heart ripping yeah cuz i got the idea from uh from the character uh me from uh 12's second to last season played by the that lovely girl whose name i cannot remember who's in game of thrones Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how like she was immortal, but she had a human memory, so she couldn't remember her past. I was sort of thinking, what if that for Time Lord? And I yeah, so the Doctor was starting to forget little details here and there, and was afraid that she was going to lose her essence of herself and just become an aimless wanderer. It was, uh, one thing I do like, and it's uh, what I'm going to do more with all my other games was just the little things of like asking random questions that seem inane mm. to my players mid game to provoke thoughts about characters and actually like be thinking positively about how they are and what they do. That's very fun. Oh, it's cause it was so fun, especially Foster's reactions. Hi. <laughs> I love character shit and I, I love reacting. I, I just, people are always like, what, I'm like, why do you tease me so much? They're like, because you react well. And I'm like, yeah, because it's fun. Reacting mm. is fun. Like, you know, like, I've always said to people, when you know you've teased me too much is when I stop reacting, when I'm just like, yeah, okay. So we, I'm surprised we never got to that stage, especially with me playing off Mitch being like the evil overlord. Because and I was, love it. And there was lots of like, I, I, I straight up, I just bullshitted a lot of out of out of game conversation we had. Yeah, I had no idea what the fuck was going on, oh, but yeah. I had Mitch's back a hundred percent of the time. I honestly think, I honestly and I think, think it drove you insane. I know. Because, okay, like here's the thing: the thing of like, I so didn't want Randall to get Cyberman really bad. Didn't super didn't both in and out of character but i had a lot of fun with just you being fucking evil it was just fun <laughs> you just being like oh, hey, hey hey force hey force hey force guess what cyberman and me being like no stop the yeah there was a fun sort of play, interplay between all of us out of yeah, out of game in the chat just of like hell no no Ale. Oh, it'll stop. Yeah, and then, and like, then Mitch and Ale being like, Ale, yes. Ke- hey, Kevin, what's the line? Yes as well. No, yeah, yeah, no. Kai was on your side. Yeah, it was I, great. Oh, 100%. It's, yeah. I find it sort of analogous to, and this is going to be an obscure reference, but I feel like uh, a fair portion of our of our future people may perhaps come from the Octor TBD RPG, or the fucking... Uh, from the former Ox Crew, now Callisto Six server, Super Punks, analogous to my uh, my Borg thing that I had. Oh yes, oh the Borg thing. thing, Borg yeah. shame corner. Yeah, and then no. you would just say like, "Oh God, this is what it's like when they do it back at me." <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was it's fun for both sides of the table because I I had the time of my life tormenting the server with that joke. It was great. <laughs> So uh, one thing, it. one thing I want to talk about is kind of things I really wanted to see more of. Okay. So uh, I was I wanted to see so much more of Randall without emotions. 
Because I'm, we saw maybe yeah. an episode of that, and it was brilliant. Yep. It wouldn't have got much more. Well, like, yeah, it wouldn't have got much more. I, I just, I would have maybe liked a little bit more of uh, like interactions between characters, but because yeah. we were on such a timeline with the finale, didn't really have uh, kind of the space to do it. And on, in the same vein, Kato's Doctor. Same. Mm. Oh, so much. I would. Oh, I would kill for Kato's Doctor. <laughs> I would kill and die for Kato's I w- Doctor. I would follow Kato's Doctor to hell and back, and I kind of did. So that's, now's when we announce that this is what we're doing next time, right? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. wish. <laughs> oh, man. So, maybe for the Christmas special. Yeah, maybe we might do uh, yeah, a Christmas special. Have, I would totally do a Christmas special. Your life, though. Like, yeah, the, your Doctor doesn't exist. Yeah. That's very true, but doesn't run for their life, so Ooh. staying put and doing things. Oh man, your doctor was just so interesting, and I, I am you understand your ground, doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still the have final incarnation. Left at the end. You did still have story points left because you're Kato. Yeah. You don't spend resources. Have <laughs> my um, reverse the polarity of the neutron flow, which is the thing I can do. Yeah, you, we we ended up not needing that. Yeah, I didn't use, like, any Dr. Tricks whatsoever. Yeah. It's great fun. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. I just, I just, oh. This has just been so much fun. Oh, yeah. it really has. So, uh, I had one more question. Yes. I mean, the Randall becoming a Cyberman was, like, very integral to Randall as a character right from, like, the start. Mm-hmm. But to me, that was like, that was a surprise. Start of like episode three, you're a Cyberman, have fun. Or you're part Cyberman, have fun. Was that a plan of yours for that to happen to somebody at that point? Not at all. So my plan for Randall was to slowly introduce him to the wider world of technology and how small his knowledge was. Yeah, okay. And kind of foster that learning and understanding and potentially, like, uh, yeah, looking into cybernetics or that kind of stuff. Because I thought that would be his jam. But that kind of ended up falling on Tilda learning how to fly the TARDIS, which is also super fun. But honestly, the moment that you were left alone with Ainsley Mm -hmm. in the cryo room, I couldn't not. Oh, God, 100%, what, and I love that idea. What would have happened if someone else had been left alone in that room? Would we had would we have had a cyber lizard? Yes, cyber lizard. You could have had a cyber anything. Oh god, that would have no. The cyber lizard would have. Oh god, that would have completely fucked Feather's entire character development. How how would Fairza have like reacted to mm. that? That's really questionable because one of the fun things that came up a little bit like for a couple seconds, but it didn't last long during those episodes, was that when we first met Feather and the first thing we interacted with was Cybermen, Feather was kind of in like a, you know, they shouldn't really be doing it without people's consent, but getting rid of emotions, I get it. Like, you know, they have a point. You shouldn't do it without asking, but they have a point. So... But I feel like becoming partially Cyberman would have completely altered her entire character development, which was basically her moving away from that mindset. So I have no idea. Mm. Because it, it would kind of, I think it would partially depend on how much it affected her before she sort of, you know, 
started having feelings and shit. Yeah. He so she's like very quickly, but like if he'd had more of them bef- if he'd basically gotten to I say like maybe halfway before the stuff really started affecting her brain, then she would have been terrified of it because, you know, she became terrified of the person she used to be. She was very scared of going back to being like that. Um, which makes the ending so great, guys. It does. <laughs> I, I I was actually yeah. pretty happy with how the like character focused B plots ended up. Mm-hmm. That's fair. But yes. But if it had if it like started affecting her early on, if like Ainsley had gone in her brain and was like, Hey, are you like feeling emotions? Do you like that? If the answer is no, I can help you with that, she would be like, Oh my god, fucking yes. Please. Like fucking evil clippy. Evil clippy. <laughs> <laughs> Randall is evil clippy. Having an emotion. There's an app for that. Oh god. <laughs> And yeah, so like you could have totally had evil cyber lizard for like half the game potentially. Oh, one one thing I'm or, like further, if we had gone further, she would have been the opposite of Riley. We're like, doctor, help me! Yeah, <laughs> it's in my brain. <laughs> On that note, what if it had have been a cyber Sontaran? Oh. That would have been so much fucking fun. Yes, it would have. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that. Uh, I, I'm actually I'm really happy with what I did with Virgil's backstory. Yes, I think that was a really. Uh, Sontarans have never really been explored beyond just being potatoes. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to do something with that, and them yeah. actively trying to expand warfare seemed like a good idea to me. Like that's what they yeah. do. So yeah, I with the whole memories and phasing in and out of reality that was just a lot of fun to play with yeah because what people probably don't know about Virgil is I basically let my entire background and character see to Mitch I gave him a concept and was like this is the idea I have I want you to have fun with it boy did I yes I'm doing awesome. that in another game of mine at the moment, and it's it's so great. I gave my, it's I was like, so fun. I said to my GM, I'm like, okay, so something I've wanted to do for a while is a character who has amnesia. So my character is going to have amnesia. She had amnesia, and for the last two years, she has no idea what happened before then, and he is having so much fun with it, and it's great. Ooh, apparently that's in vogue now, because, I mean, uh, spoilers for Critical Role Campaign 2 here. Uh, I mean, I am very behind on Critical Role campaign too. Me too, like, but Molly. Okay, never mind. Uh, yeah. It, well, I'll I'll just say, amnesia factors in for a character. Okay, that's fair. That's not a spoiler. Yeah, that's cool. But it's, and it, it, they do it in an interesting way as well, which I I quite like. A hmm. way that uh, a way that still hasn't been fully explored, and I'm really looking forward to. But that's a whole other different conversation. <laughs> Means I am involved yeah. in three RPG campaigns where there's amnesia. There's this game, my other D and D game with with people, and now the fucking freaking game I'm playing. And this, that's three games that three games that I'm in have characters with amnesia and critical role. It's what a fair. It's a fairly common trope. It's just here's the thing. It's like it's so fun as a player to like give your GM like full control. Like who was I? I don't know. Here. Here, do things. Break me. Go you on. Decide. Break me. God, I mean, in a way, uh, that's kind of how the prisoner was too. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know I was the Zodiac. 
I mean, nor did they. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. They That's because there was a lot of bad things there. happening. That's fair. We were talking about secrets. Did you ever find if I said a secret? Because I don't think I did. You didn't. I didn't. I think I was just like, this is how Feather is feeling right now. Feather Fez didn't do secrets because she never really did, like, did people. Yeah, like, how do you keep secrets from people if you don't give a fuck what people think? Feather just, by, by the, at the beginning, Feather was just like, I don't care about shit. By the end, literally Feather was just like, I care so much about these freaking people, and I'm so fucking useless. Mm. That was Feather's character arc, from I'm the best and I care for nothing, to I am useless and I care about everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best character arc. Oh, it was great. I know. I do like she need she needed a hug. She, she did. needed a hug so hard, you guys. Mm. Uh, so, does anyone have any more questions? Um, I do. No, I think I'm right. Did I everyone have fun? Was... Yeah, I had yes. so much fun. Oh fucking oath, I had fun, man. So much fucking fun. Fucking oath, I had fun. Yeah. You guys were all amazing to play with. Oh, it was great and i'm so i am very glad to in the most homosexual way possible good i I love playing with you all like that that was just i had so much fun when we had that big break in the middle i was like i felt wrong there was something that was wrong with my life because we weren't doing this Uh, i've had the most fun yeah so much fun you guys are such good role players like holy shit and Mitch is such a good GM, and I'm just here like, holy fuck. I have learned so much for, about GMing from this game. I've learned so much about character work. Oh, it's been great. <laughs> yeah. yes. I've learned that so, how so funny it is that the GM control your character. <laughs> oh, alrighty. So, thank you for my players. You've been wonderful. Thank you for. Thank you, wonderful GM. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you, you to the f- yeah. Thank you to the future people. Hey, future people. Hey, future people. Hey, future people. Hey, people. I see you. We see you. We love you. We thank you. For that, and that finishes our kind of wrap up for the Doctor Who game. Yeah. I know it's very sad. We ended on a be somber cool. note, but there will be something coming in the future. But for now, bye. 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 Bye.